Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The championship season is over, and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. And five, four, three. Wait. I mean, you've recorded this bit, haven't you? I know, but you're not supposed to say two or one. Go. Luke and Pete Shaw back once again. Renegade Master is... Uh, well, he's popped to the low, hasn't he? He's not here. 29. <laughs> We're on episode 29, Luke. That countdown at the beginning that you may or may not include in the final edit always yeah. reminds me of the film Wayne's World. <laughs> they, get, they get bought out by the big media company. Yes. Um, if there are any big media companies out there listening in. We're a little bit like Wayne's World, aren't we? You Wayne in, or Garth? I'm very much Garth. Or I okay. wear spectacles. True, actually, yeah. And I'm great at drumming, uh, <laughs> secretly, but nobody knows. Um, what, uh, is it Kim Basinger? Kim Basinger. Does he go to Kim Basinger at one point? I always say Bassinger. Oh. Oh, no. Why. Kim Bassinger, yeah. How do, you say, how do you say the popular tennis brand Slazenga? <laughs> yeah, but when, when you're growing up, and Kim Bassinger is very much a growing up type person. Yes. There, when we were growing up, there was no way of checking these things. Oh, what? Of che- checking the pronunciation <laughs> yeah, Exactly, stuff. Yeah. I know, yeah. Um, it, it's like uh, I was calling uh, George A. Campos. George A. Campos is Jorge. Yeah, okay. Jorge. That's a popular one, the old Mexican conundrum, mm. I suppose. I had to read the news. No, wait, I had to read the sport, which is kind of news about sport, isn't it? Uh, on the radio <laughs> a few weeks ago. And uh, I've always had problems with Jose, Jose Mourinho, but I thought I'd had it nailed. But when I got to this point in the news story, I, I, I did a... I did a soft J instead of a hard one. And who doesn't like a hard one? (laughs) Certainly not me. I know. How have you been, Luke? You all right? Good. I am absolutely desperate. For a waz. No, I just went to the toilet, actually, Peter. As you well know, stop stop showing off the lizard. Did you wash your hands? Uh, I did, as always. Um, oh, speaking of, um, I actually sliced my finger on a paring knife yesterday. You said paring knife, and I actually had to Google paring knife. Is paring where you separate bone from flesh if you're cutting? Well, in right? this case, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't, I don't know what the specific role of a paring knife is. I just right. know that I've got a knife in the kitchen that my wife calls a paring knife, <laughs> so I off also call it a paring. knife. Oh my god, you're going to have so many like Americanisms that you have never sort of experienced before, and you're just going to assume that that product is is known as that. I don't think that is an Americanism, though, is it? Well, I no, it probably isn't. But I'm just saying that uh, I've never bloody had of it. I just, I just thought, and I'm pretty clever, Luke. I just thought it was a small knife for chopping little vegetables and stuff. That's basically what I was doing, and I sliced my finger. But the that wasn't going to be my point. My yeah. point was going to be that I can't wait, and nor can all the listeners at home, 
to hear about your your much talked about trip to Kenya. I don't think it was much talked about. Take it away, Pete Dawson. <laughs> I don't think it was much talked about. I just um, it kept getting delayed because of the elections. Because uh, mm. obviously, but you were there. I was there. I went there for a weekend, uh, thanks to a charity called Practical Action, who are mainly uh, involved in. Well, they're involved all around the world. They do stuff in Bangladesh and um, Darfur and places like that. And uh, yeah, they they this uh, this point they're working on a clean hands initiative in a um, place called Kisumu, which is the third largest city in Kenya, and it's kind of a victim of its own success in that uh, it's got too big. And so the informal settlements uh, have got too big. Uh, an informal settlement uh, is basically a polite term for slum slash right. shithole. Okay. So, uh, so we were just um, basically spent time talking to the people in uh, the slums of Kasumu, uh, Abunga, and I can't remember Nyalanda, Nyalanda, I think it's called. Um, massive places. Uh, some of the most fascinating uh, stories, fascinating people I've ever met in my life and uh, yeah it's, it's pretty rough down there to be honest and bit of an eye-opening experience a humbling one perhaps you know what I think anyone who uh, is in any way politi- politically minded should not be shocked by poverty mm. anyone who uh, plays the capitalism game and gets involved in that kind of caper which of course I do and we both do um, shouldn't be shocked by uh, what, what, what it does to uh, people in, in slightly um, harsher conditions but I was surprised at the the way people went about their their business, so to speak. I mean, Kasumu in, in particular is uh, right next to Lake Victoria, right, which obviously borders Uganda and a couple of other places mm-hmm. as well. And um, it's got a very high water table, which means that when toilets get dug, they uh, can they basically flood very easily, right. And these townships, these uh, well, these informal settlements, these slums have terrible toilets, terrible drainage. So people, once the toilet gets full, they just dump their effluvia in the streets. Uh, and they're not really streets. They're just, you know, it's just a, it's just a field. It's like Glastonbury or something. It's just, it's just like just crap dirt, everywhere. Dirt tracks, basically. Yeah. Just dirt tracks. It's just shit everywhere. And um, uh, livestock graze on the the the, the human feces. Uh, kids playing it. When rainy season comes, people have to sweep shit out of their houses. And it's just a horrific, horrific situation. And and the problem. Not only uh, is the problem of the infrastructure and the lack of clean water, um, people illegally hook up uh, their own water supply to the mains, uh, which means that right. when it floods, the inadequate piping to homes, and there's only a few of these people doing it, um, make, means that the, um, the, the, the dirt gets into the water, then poisons the water for everyone else. Everyone gets ill. Cholera is a big problem. Uh, diarrhea, diarrhea mainly with uh, children. When children get repeated bouts of diarrhea, um, they don't get the nutrients, and so stunting um, stunting sets in. So you've got these tiny little, tiny little bands, unfortunately, who are just incredibly malnourished. And I met these, uh, this fucking horrendous story of this. Uh, I met this woman called Elizabeth, and she is, uh, I think she's about 17, 18, and she looks after her sister. Her mum and dad died, I presume, of HIV um, when they were very young. And she looks after her sister, who has crippling arthritis and also HIV. Right. So she goes to work. For so many years, from from like six in the morning to eight in the evening, comes back and um, has to look after her sister and get her to hospital and get her the treatment she needs for both her HIV and um, arthritis. They don't have toilets. They don't have any way of keeping their hands clean, keeping their food clean, and diarrhea and any kind of disease like that for a, someone with HIV is obviously a big problem because yeah. your, your immune um, system is is incredibly compromised. And I had a bit of a fucking breakdown to be honest, not because. Not because I didn't expect it. It was just because I just 
ran out of things to ask because I can yeah. ask about the conditions. I was there to talk about this Clean Hands initiative with uh, Practical Actions. It is an excellent charity, and, and they're not you know, allied with any church or any kind of organisation like that. Uh, for every pound that people give in, uh, the UK government giving a pound, so it's, it's such a great cause. But um, I sort of ran out of questions because, like, what the fuck do I ask her? Because yeah. I have no frame of reference. I'm like, I, I'm used to interviewing indie bands yeah. and people from films, and I'm going, right, uh, <laughs> and me and you and you yeah. Luke I mean you know we, I don't have anything but malnourished <laughs> overnourished if yeah, anything yeah. Um, but you don't wash your hands <laughs> um, but uh, yeah and I'm sort of and I'm sort of going well what can I ask her I can't ask her like, well, she doesn't have free time she doesn't have free time no her life is an unending series of fucking shitty events taped together so your frame of reference is almost doesn't overlap at all and it's, I just, it's a I very just, sobering I just, experience I just I don't know yeah. what to ask I mean and, 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 and you know this incredible fucking woman who just you know, well girl who looks after her, her sister who's incredibly unwell but uh yeah and, and and to be honest but then there's things that i'd never thought i'd expect to see where it was like basically all of the um shacks are just shacks nailed together bits of corrugated iron yeah but then there's businesses inside the slums and i didn't expect that I, I expected it just that's where people li- live what type of businesses well just like dried fish so like little kind of you know like little white bait like little yeah. fish that the people have taken out of like you know fished out of um, yeah. lake, lake victoria and they let them dry and it flies everywhere like little small bits but of it's gonna meat. be a small localized economy because there's so yeah, many people living there but right? i mean it, but it's like the weirdest shit like a bloke has a playstation and he charges like 10 pence for a game of fifa or something yeah. uh premier league's massive out there someone's got a hooky connection with the with the tv company and, and they're um and they ch- and they've got a little shack and they charge 15 pence for people to come in and watch... Uh... Dobbing them in. <laughs> yes, if anybody from... Uh, Don't give in- the address out. Intellectual property <laughs> yeah. uh, wants to get down to Nealanda and uh, arrest that man. But, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, there's illegal breweries and, you know, obviously just people, you know, men, men getting pissed. But, I, I mean, so, to be honest, substance abuse is something that I thought I'd see a lot more of. And I didn't see any, to be honest. The, right. the most surprising thing is was that people were just getting on with it. People who worked in the cities, uh, and it is a big city, um, didn't have uh, you don't have any of these facilities but their clothes are impeccable mm. like they were cleaner than my clothes I was like how are these people who are dying of fucking malnutrition managing to clean their clothes on, mm. on, on going to church going to work in suits and stuff some people um, all the while covered like you know surrounded by fucking chicken eat, chickens eating shit um, you know, kids with little. Um, I chatted to one kid who pulled out a fucking um, uh, guinea pig. This, oh, yeah. this beautiful, well, mal, uh, malnourished guinea pig. And he was like, "I was like, I was like your pet then? What's his name?" He's like, "Yes, yeah, his name's whatever." Uh, and yeah, he's my pet until we eat it. And I was like, "Oh, oh no, that's a shame." And then, I, and then I fell in a drain. So, so an, so an eye opening experience, but yeah. something that, that that essentially very, very humbling, I suppose, and something that makes you feel very lucky to to be where you are. I guess. Yeah, mass- yeah, massively. It's and, an amazing and experience, am, and though, I, and you've done a bit of good there. You're probably downplaying your own role in that, but you've done a bit of good there. You've raised awareness. You've raised some money. You've educated some some people about things like are important, like hand washing and all that sort of yeah. stuff, right? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I think it's, I, I think I'll be allowed to um, plug the. Plug the Just Giving page, am I? Yeah, of course. Absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash Kenya. That's absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash Kenya. I'll pin it to my uh, at Pete Donaldson Twitter page as well. But uh, they do some fantastic work building toilets and uh, more importantly, just um, giving people education about preparing food properly, clean hands, because that's the thing that makes means that um, kids um, don't get to go to school because they're fucking shitting themselves inside out, you know? Yeah. 
to 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 to, to uh, you know speak rather candidly. Yeah, but it's great. But it's great meeting some like proper characters on the thing. There's like this one, this woman, this matriarch of the whole thing, and I won't bore people very much longer. This matriarch who kind of knew everyone. Like she'd been like been a volunteer since like you know the fucking sixties or something. And she, the things she'd seen, good lord. Um, and uh, also a school teacher who I think was trying to marry off one of her daughters to me. So oh really? She's like, why why are you not married? Why do you not have a a wife? <laughs> I, know, I, I, have, I ask you that. I, <laughs> I was like, I, I have five daughters. I was like, yeah. all right, mate. <laughs> you were like, so Put do I. Back in your box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't follow that, Pete. I think uh, uh, we should move on to the, to the yeah. email section. But it's, it is worth pointing out that this show was spawned by the fact that you and I are both fascinated by the, the world around us, the wonderful yeah. and different experiences we can we can enjoy. And you know, some of these experiences are, are going to be very, very difficult to take and very humbling, and, and you've experienced that today. Um, so I'm not going to follow that up with an it's been of my own. I'm going to go straight <laughs> to an email. <laughs> Let's go straight to an email. I mean, to be honest, all the emails are about Poe and we anyway, so I mean, it's almost a theme, isn't it? Well, I think we're getting closer. Acerbic dysentery. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting closer to Christmas now. <laughs> And uh, and I want to um, bring this one in. I want to stop this. I just want a week off. <laughs> uh, and uh, and this email from Chris Gower. Right. Um, I am going to deliver to you guys. It's a Christmas themed uh, story. Okay. Straight after this jingle. All right. I've got a jingle, have I? I see. That's too quiet, isn't it? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> look after Luke. We'll both look after Luke. If he feels sad, our mum and dad will both look after Luke. Oh, <laughs> who's looked? The championship season is over, and what a season it was. But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app. And hit subscribe. After me, when you're in Kenya, though, you don't know, you don't care, you didn't call, you didn't who has, write. Who has been looking after you? I've been mucking around on my own, mucking around in on my studio, own, bouncing okay. off the walls. Okay, but it's okay. Playing PlayStation for 15p a pop. It's, it's okay. I've been, uh, I've been looking after myself. Don't worry. All right. Um, this email from Chris Gower. Hello to you, Chris. He says, "I know the Christmas ruining hangover well." Mm. Well, I mean, um, this has been a theme for quite a few weeks now, and with every passing story, I'm loving it more and more. People. Ruining Christmas, yeah, making their lives so much more difficult at a beautiful time of year. Because and it's that beautiful aspect of the human condition mm. where you can go out with your friends on Christmas Eve, get yourself home by 11, you'll have a lovely time, <laughs> yeah. and you'll enjoy Christmas Day. No, we're no, staying out as long no. as we can. The, uh, the, the late uh, Bernie, who used to work in a bar that I uh, used to work in, uh, used to work in, used to go to quite a lot, I'd, I'd still do, I guess, uh, he died uh, recently, and he always used to say, Nothing good happens after two o'clock in the morning. I agree, and I, I agree with that. He also followed it up with nothing happens. Uh, nothing good happens after two lines of cocaine. But that was not reported in the newspaper. No, when he died. no. <laughs> they've, 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 they've cut that out. Yeah. I used to say that about four in the morning, and it keeps getting earlier and earlier. earlier. And earlier and now yeah. I'm about I'm about to about midnight now. My stomach can't handle two nights on the pop. I'm fine the first one. Second night though, 
I'm dropping Rennie's like nobody's business. You should be ashamed of yourself. But know, you, right? you are 46. It's double, double dropping. Um, Chris, Chris Gower. He says, my friends and I would regularly go out on Christmas Eve, mostly because the town I'm from, Camberley and Surrey, mm. is the kind of place no one really stays in. <laughs> so Christmas Eve was the only guaranteed night you'd see all your old schoolmates as they yeah. came back to see their family for Christmas. I'm going to digress a touch more. I used to be an Asda delivery driver in Camberley and Surrey. Did you know? Yes, I did. Uh, but, I think we heard some stories from Camberley, uh, your, your, your delivery route. Well, back when... Um, on. Back when... We didn't, um, didn't name-check Asda, though, so... But, it was, but it, was, it was a great time It was a great time to have... If you are listening, Asda, um, you were exceptionally good employees, employees to me. It was, it was where... It was the point where supermarkets felt like they should be doing this home delivery thing, but it, the technology wasn't really great. They didn't really know what they were doing. So, basically, they would just load up your van and you dilute, deliver your eight deliveries. Yeah. And as soon as you're done, you were done. And you get to keep the van as well. Oh right, okay. For the for the till your next shift, sort of thing. And if anything falls out of those little crates, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is it always Mars bars going missing? <laughs> it would it would be a, an example of one of the things they would say to me. <laughs> but um, but I, I I thought Camberley was always quite nice. Mm. I, I know what Chris means though. It looks mm. like it might be quite sleepy. Anyway, he says we typically hit it as hard as possible. Most of us going on to bars or clubs, despite our parents warning us against ruining Christmas with a hangover. A memorable one for me was the days when a three Red Bull and six vodka pitcher used to sell for a tenner in Weatherspoons. Dawson, oh. take you down memory lane there. Hello. You're coming over all nostalgic. I remember when the Hartlepool Weatherspoons didn't know how premium Coronas were and they were 80p a pop. There we go. You weren't allowed to lime, though. 2016. <laughs> um, I was wired when I came home and being in my childhood room came over all nostalgic. I began rifling through my first ever CDs and listening to them in, be- in bed. However, as my house had incredibly creaky floorboards, the best way to do this was to lean from the edge of my bed over to my CD tower and pull them out one by one to avoid alerting the parents. <laughs> Bearing in mind that, that Chris is absolutely wired at this point. He's had so much Red Bull, he's yeah. probably shaking all over the place. The taurine, his, his blood type is taurine <laughs> at this point. I think I'd just gone through Warren G's I Shot the Sheriff and was reaching out uh, for ta- the original <laughs> for Tazan's bounce, bounce with the Massive when the corner of the CD snagged in its slot. Open-mouthed, I watched as the entire 300-capacity CD tower came crashing down from the shelving unit on which it was perched. Some blame should be taken by my parents for allowing me to arrange my own furniture as a child. And a cascade <laughs> of CDs deluged me, causing a deafening noise that seemed to go on forever. I threw myself back to the head of my bed, throwing my duvet over myself, in the hope I could to uh, persuade my mum and dad it was just a freak occurrence and they shouldn't have expected IKEA furniture to last a decade. <laughs> Even after the initial crash, stacks of CDs would dislodge every now and then, scattering themselves loudly further around my room. <laughs> Either way, seconds later, I heard the telltale signs, bathroom lights switching on at the other side of the house, angry footsteps, muffled voices. No one even bothered to come into the room. But mum did spend the entire next day reminding me that I woke her up at 4am and she didn't even bother to try and sleep after that. It was and still is used to remind me to not get too pissed if I go out on Christmas Eve so I don't ruin things. I've got Spotify now though, so I think I'll be safe. <laughs> I mean, what I would say is that I would probably do that sober anyway. I'm quite a clumsy man. And, and to be quite frank, I love a CD tower. They're the sort of things you only ever see in charity shops nowadays. I used and to have I wish one. you would come back. I used to have one yeah. which you, you span on, a, um, on, its, like, on its own axis. Oh, like a kind of like rut. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, we used to have them at the radio station. I also, my punk rock CDs, however, I just took out the cases because I am amazing. Uh, and I had a, <laughs> uh, I had a shoelace that would, so, so I could wear it, I could wear all my CDs like a medallion if I so wished. Did you do that? Scratched him up like a bugger. None of, them, none of them are in any way playable. 
Be honest, did you wear it out? No, I didn't wear it out. <laughs> you are such a, you are such an eccentric child. It's amazing. I love that. I love little tidbits like that. Anyway, Chris, you firmly did ruin Christmas that that mm. year. So well done to you. Any other stories about ruining Christmas are always welcome. We might have a few more in here. Actually. Yeah, I, I do like um, the kind of Christmas uh, kind of uh, period where everyone sort of comes back, and you can always tell lads or lasses who come back um, after their first year at university and they think they're top dog. They think they're, yeah. uh, they they're, they're, they're going to be uh, suddenly 300% more attractive because they've been at university for a year. Uh, you got hello. experience there, mate? Massively, yeah. massively. Did it work for you? No, not at all. No. Not at all. Fair enough. So there you go. <laughs> you, um, you, got, you got an email, Donny? I got one. Uh, let's go for... I really like this one. Because it's adorable simply because the gentleman in question, um, English is a second language, and I, and I love it. Okay. Or, uh, Much like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, hi, look at Pete. My name is uh, Jacob or Jacob uh, Bobro, and my household uses Duracell batteries. Nice to Every know. Every last one. Every wow. last bit. It could prove expensive. Yeah. I'm, at high school, I'm a high school student uh, in California, but lived in Slovakia for the first 14 years of my life. My family knew they wanted to escape the corrupt nature of Slovakia. Big, big talk. Uh, <laughs> so I had to learn English as a second language. I started attending an English international school in Bratislava to get my English on a conversational level. I got through the different sounds in words fairly easily, thanks to my consumption of English books and television. But homonyms, uh, words with different meanings, were my doom. On my first day, my first class was history. The class was learning about the space race and the Russian Communist Party was mentioned. My smart-ass 11-year-old me thought a great idea to make friends in a new school would be calling out a funny comment. So the next time the teacher mentioned the Communist Party, I shouted out, A Communist Party? Did all the Communists go to the club and dance? (laughs) Then I proceeded to laugh at my own joke as 28 other classmates just stared at me, not a smile to be seen. The teacher replied with a stern, No, and continued on with his lecture. I did not speak a word during class for the next three weeks until I required... Until I acquired some friends, yeah, which are quite like. Have you? I mean, that's that's nice from um, from Jacob there. Is it Jacob? Uh, Jacob. Yeah. yeah. And have you ever stood up in class and shouted something out? Were you that type of student, Donny? I don't think you were. Were you? I mm, might. With, have. With no. With, oh no. With your CD Oh no. I was definitely the class clown. All of my uh, all of my reports involved uh, the word uh, could do better if he stopped trying to be funny. My, mine. Um, I had one. One of the things that annoyed me a lot about doing A-levels at a sixth form college right. was that they used to send reports home to your parents even though you weren't legally obliged to be there. Oh, that's yeah, that, that, that could go fuck itself. Yeah, and I got, yeah. I got a uh, report from my English, um, English A-level teacher yeah. um, saying, um, yeah, if he spent less time trying to be the class clown and more time getting his head down, he might do okay. I mean, that's generic, isn't it? Yeah. For anyone with the charisma, I would say. She probably, she probably said that to loads of people. But um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm mucking around for a living now. But so. exactly up yours. I mean, I uh, yeah, similar sort of thing. Like um, A level uh, history, they were predicting me D's, saying I dicked around too much. I mean, to be I fair, got, I, I did. I, I did got an get, A up yours. I did actually get a D in English. <laughs> <laughs> so I she did. was right. Absolutely, I did smash that plane into the mountain. Yeah, but, there's, uh, a, there's like a special type of arrogance of which I was definitely guilty of. Mm. Um, of school age sort of boys isn't there right you you've you don't fully realize i mean actually in context of what you started off the show this week saying you don't really realize or care indeed care about how lucky your life is and how how what good you've got it and mm. every time someone tries to tell you that you think oh yeah whatever yeah. but it's absolutely true i mean yeah. i look back on it now and cringe a little bit at the arrogance of of just mucking around when... oh no i mean i uh i agree with that but i also wish i um 
I wish I didn't care about what people thought of me. And that, that held me back for the longest time. Like, right throughout university, even, the first couple of years of university, yeah. I was so insular. If, if someone that, that knew me from school or uh, latterly university sort of sees what I do for a living, you know, radio and podcasts and stuff, they're like, what? Like, yeah. you, you used to have your little... I think we used to talk about this before. We, like, I used to have my dinner and go and hide in my room and listen to Macy Gray, play yeah. Calm, Carmageddon. <laughs> so I uh, have... <laughs> But, uh, Do you, are you interested in what I think of you now? Uh, no. No, fair enough. I mean, I, pe- I, people can probably um, assume. Do you want an email from Larg? <laughs> Larg is not a name. He's, Get lost. He's from Norway. Oh, okay, fair deal then. Out of order by you. Sorry, I didn't realise he was from Norway. Oh, he might not be from Norway, but he says his name is a Norse name. I love okay. emails from people who have to, brackets, explain their name. We've got a lot of that, because I think we just stack it every time, to be honest. So Larg says, it's said like the beer, Lager, just without the R at the end, and it's a Norse name. Oh, nice. And Larg has got a small inner ear canal. Uh, oh, steady. Do you, like do you mean, more? like a particularly small one, or what oh, are we talking? He's emailed H- about... HB pencil. <laughs> Lark, if you could next Syringe. time, in future, if you could measure the circumference of your ear canal, we would know mm. what we're dealing with. Um, <laughs> he's talking about alternative remedies that we mentioned on an earlier show. I don't remember that. Um, yeah, no, we, I think we're talking about, you were saying you were a big fan of uh, olive oil, uh, ear candles. We did talk about ear candles oh, yeah, that's and, right, and yeah. their inefficiency and stuff uh, like that. If anyone could prescribe an alternative remedy to improve my memory, I'm listening. Uh, yeah, you've got a good memory. You always say you don't. You know, I, I actually quite, um, want your memory. Okay. You quite would... want your memory. Spe- and that's a good example of me not being able to remember correct words. Spend, spend a day walking around in my shoes, Donnie, you'll change mm. your mind. Regarding last show's email about the alternative remedies that was mentioned, I thought I'd provide a small one for myself. As far as I know, this does not help against earwax. Okay. As a man with a small inner ear canal. (laughs) It's such a weird sentence. I know. As a man with a small (laughs) ear canal. Uh, Fluid buildup was always a troubling affair when I was younger. Right. I have had a drainage tube installed in my ear on three separate occasions, and that is not ideal. But it's better than losing your hearing completely. I agree. Pete's actually losing his hearing. So he will agree as well. I'm incredibly deaf. Um, However, here comes the traditional remedy to the rescue. Since this is an inherited trait, the village where my dad comes from had the solution. We don't live there now. um, As then we would have known all along um, that this traditional remedy is onions. Capital letter onions. Okay. More, More specifically, the gas and or juices of onions administered into the ear. Since rediscovered, none has had an ear infection in my family, which, considering I was not the most drained person in the family, is quite astonishing. They probably didn't get an ear infection because no one's gone near them because they stink of fucking onions. <laughs> that is a possibility. Yeah. Larg does... Larg, oh, does... does it... Larg never gets ill. Yeah, there's a good reason for that. Yeah, he can't get Tube carriage cleared. <laughs> Onion um, man is here. To be fair to Larg, and in his defence, he does say, I have no science behind this. <laughs> And I'm aware that such claims of wondrous medicine normally come from crazy cat ladies and alternative people, but sometimes there is something there. (laughs) I'm neither of those things, and I cannot deny these results. Mm. Cut a slice of onion, put it on a piece of plastic wrap, place it on your ear with the plastic (laughs) covering around your ear in the onion slice, use a headband to hold it in place. It is a miracle for ear infections, and if it is a placebo, so be it. I don't want an inner ear infection again. I have no battery devices near me at the moment, so I've got no brands to speak of. Great podcast. Keep it up. Greetings, Larg. Well, you know, that had a lot in there. Larg, and I, I love you for who you are. That is an email. But not month. for how you smell. That's my favourite email for ages. <laughs> I can smell the Larg's onion from here. On, uh, we used to cut, uh, whenever I could smell onions, uh, it, always, it always meant either someone was cooking with onions or someone had painted. 
They used oh, to do that think, a lot. Okay, they used to right. do that a lot back in the day. You used to cut an onion in half uh, and stick it uh, stick it on two uh, two plates. To I've never heard of, this to get rid of the smell of paint. My dad used to do it all the time. He will have read it somewhere. And, it, and oh, but all it does is replace the smell of paint with the smell of onion. And I rep- I prefer the smell of paint to raw onion. <laughs> So that's, I'm not having that in my house. Onion's lovely. I just wish it didn't sort of hang around so much. I bought a thing. Um, speaking on the, on this uh, sort of tangentially to this, to this subject, I was when I was in Vermont. Mm. There's an amazing book uh, shop there called the North Shire Bookstore. Right, it's fantastic, and it sells. It's got a section where it sells other stuff as well. And it, it had this thing called Magic Soap, which is like a small um, metal um, disc, right, but thick and yeah. with rounded edges. Okay, and you use it. To, you rub it all over your hands when mm. you've been cooking with onions and or garlic right. to get the scent off your fingers Yeah, because it's very difficult to get the scent off and it actually works. Is it like um, uh, like a colloidal silver or something? Yeah, I don't know what metal it's made of. It only costs like $10 or something, yeah. so it can't be that expensive. Yeah, it, it cost me uh, $40,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's made of a solid, solid platinum. <laughs> no, but, um, and, it, and it does seem to work, weirdly but, enough. The silver's like a, um, what do you call it when you do, well, it's TCV, an antiseptic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, silver yeah, is, yeah. Silver. Yeah, antibacterial, so I think. Antibacterial, yeah. that's um, it. And um, I was going to say, oh yeah, and on, on the subject of ears, have you ever had your ears irrigated? No. It feels my, good. No, my dad's a, a big uh, proponent. Apparently the thing to do is not that, it's a microscopic hoover that they use uh, very, very um, specifically, and that's the only thing that apparently you should be doing. But um, Oh, that's weird, because I was told the opposite to that by, my, by the nurse who did mine. She said that they used to do that. I mean, she was that. doing it. <laughs> yeah, they, she said they used to do that, but right. what they now do is um, fire a quite warm soapy water into your ear which fires the wax out because the, the sucking thing is not is not recommended anymore but the problem is the um the, the problem is the the water can there's no um precision to the actual water jet so it can hit your eardrum and fuck it up right either way i i think well you're yeah, deaf so you don't care cont- <laughs> well I, it's just um repeated um use of headphones i think for the past 10 years can't be helped can't be bloody helped but i there am rather deaf um so yes um Hello to who have we got here? Do you want the Booze Britain one? Oh, okay, Someone yeah. Was on Booze Britain. So, so I did promise this on on for those of you following us on social media. Mm. I did promise an email about Booze Britain from someone Booze Britain who's actually on it. Yeah, but I was slightly wrong as far as this guy knows a lot about it and the and the and the, and how it's made. Yes. And some one of his very close friends was on it. Is that yes, right? I think that's okay. Great, so yeah. apologies, but it's still a very exciting email nonetheless. It was the most favourited tweet we've ever had. <laughs> so that people are anticipating this. Uh, Chris says uh, battery alkaline. I mean, that's a, that a crappy brand? brand. That's a terrible brand name, isn't it? Alkaline. Ah. Rubbish. Uh, I wasn't on Booze Britain, but my best mate at the University of Exmouth uh, was friends with one of the guys who worked on the production of Booze Britain. There I we mean, go. That's what it was. Yeah, that's a link. Um, as a result of this friendship, he was given the offer of being on an episode for Series 2, tacitly uh, subtitled Binge Britain. <laughs> um, they had a lot of spin-offs, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Gloucester episode I talked about in such a hush, hushed to- tones was Booze Britain 2, oh. um, Binge Nation. Binge Nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tokyo Binge. Um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, basically, um, so he was given the off- offer of being on an episode for Series 2, uh, but was also warned, you probably should know, you'll get the free booze, but they will actively try to make you look like the worst people alive. Don't need any help. No. Definitely not. Apparently, the entire process consisted of producers spending the whole time off camera, other than just plying them with drinks, saying, I bet you can't do that. I bet you can't do this. Uh, also, the official worst episode of all is the New Key episode, uh, which. Have you oh, ever, yeah, have you ever been one. to New Key? 
On yeah. like, I mean, it's horrendous. It is horrible, yeah. stag do wise. I, I, I feel very, very sorry for the people of Nuki. Nuki. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a nice town. It's all about the Nookie. Yeah. Is that the Limp Bizkit? <laughs> nice. Was that one of your CDs around your neck? Yeah, it was one of your CDs around my neck. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Um, so basically, we, this episode culminated in one of the fellas drinking a pint of his own piss in a takeaway, if I remember correctly. No, well, it was a fish well, and chip shop, wasn't it? Well, they are usually bring your own booze. What? <laughs> I think it was Is a, it a fish and chip shop? I think it was either a kebab shop or a fish and chip shop. I remember the episode well. How'd they run out of... Um... I'd... Dignity, yeah. Mirand, Mirandina, <laughs> yeah. orange, uh, orange uh, cork. Um, yeah, and then he pukes up the urine and his mate drinks the vomit. Yeah. It's last days of Rome. I guess this would have been the days of uh, Jackass and Dirty Sanchez. The lads called themselves the Tanks, so they were probably trying to get signed up for the Bravo equivalent. Either way, truly last days of Rome stuff. Some people mentioned that uh, Bravo still exists in some territories. It does in Australia and yeah. New Zealand, apparently. But, you know, you remember that jackass slash Dirty Sanchez era, Pete? It was that, and uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a follow-up. I remember going to see them at Glastonbury. No, I know it would have been fucking Redden, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, and they were after the Suicide Girls. Oh, I put a little cross of tape on my boobs. I'm a Suicide Girl. <laughs> It's the Dirty Sanchez boys. Is that your Tinder profile? <laughs> <laughs> but Pete, yeah. um, I was never really into Dirty Sanchez. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of it, but I used to really enjoy Jackass. Uh, Jackass uh, the movie 2, or Jackass the movie, is genuinely one of the funnest films. Like, if you yeah. if you sit down and watch the two the first two Jackass movies and tell me that's not a lot of fun, and tell me yeah. that's a bad movie. You're wrong. It's a good movie. I think it's I would agree a, with you, yeah. I watched, I remember watching on, uh, it was probably on Virgin because they don't um, take out scenes. <laughs> I was watching, but they've got those screens that if you sort of deviate from uh, a, a 90 degree viewing angle, you can't see anything. So Who's this? Uh, Virgin Atlantic. Let's not oh. get all air party, but um, yeah, yeah okay. Virgin Atlantic. If you sort of deviate like left or right, you can't really see the screen. So it means you Same can with watch. Same with BA, I think. Some so you can't. It's not nowadays. So but you can't watch other people's. You screen. can't watch other people's yeah. screen unless they're b- directly behind you in another yeah. seat. And <laughs> there's a scene in like Jackass to the movie where uh, there's like a little toy sort of train going around a kind of like a village, and at the top there's like this cliff, but but then you suddenly realise that the cliff is not a cliff; it's a man's ass. And then a man projectile shits oh, all over the scene uh, with this really dramatic music. And I, I, it was a kid behind me watching me. And I was like, oh, I'm scum. Yeah. I am scum. Did you enjoy it? Uh, still a great film. Yeah. I think it was the one with the big hand. Remember, they were coming down the corner and a big hand hits them in the I, in I the can guts. remember a lot to like about those first two Jackass movies. I can't really remember specifics. Yeah. But well, I enjoyed was, a lot of them. Well, I mean, was, and, and, and also, it all kind of tied in with, uh, is it Bamagera, Bamagera? I can't remember how you spell yeah. it. Uh, and, and that fellow died driving his car too fast and, uh, and drunk, I think. Uh, and he, uh, and they used to be on in the Tony Hawk games. Yeah. They used to be and Johnny Knoxville was had a very much a, a lot of star quality to him. Yeah. If you've ever listened to uh, Mark Maron's interview with him, uh, he had a fascinating life, and he has, and he continues to have a, a fascinating life. And Steve-O is in big trouble these days, is he not? He's, he's no, a, he's, he's a reformed a, character. No, he's great now. But he, he had big issues, didn't he, with drugs and stuff like oh, that? Oh, he wasn't very well. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't but, very well for the longest time, but now he's clean. But he, I remember he came into the breakfast show once, and we, <laughs> he opened his bag, and this was like the height of Jackass fame. He came in, uh, he'd just come back from a club or something, and he was like still pilled up, and he's like, and he talks like this, oh God. And he opened his bag, and all that was in his bag were cans of Red Bull and Monster Munch, <laughs> which I think, <laughs> a diet, I mean, he would have been mid-30s then. Yeah. Terrible, terrible diet. Um, yeah, there was, is there a scene where Johnny Knoxville wrestles a bear? 
Yeah, that's quite. Doesn't he wear like a, like a impressive. like a bear suit or something? Quite impressive that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jackass. A strange. It was a strange period of time. It was like kind of post loaded, post Spice Girls, but kind of when new metal was dirty, and like yeah. like women were exploited, and it was it was not a great. Um, a few years for humanity, really. I think you'll find women are still exploited, Pete. And then uh, Emo came in and we respected them. <laughs> more, we respected As them we more. As we cried into our pillows. Do you want another email? And then, are you, have you got a Mencarta? Yeah, let's week? do a Mencarta after an email. Okay, so I've got an right. email here from Tom McClaverty. McClaver Gloggs Of uh, Donaldson's Dairy or whatever it is. It sounds like it's the start of a, uh, of a nursery rhyme. <laughs> He's uh, rocking some Alkalisk batteries. Al- Alkalist. Alkalisk. Alkalisk. Which he says Sounds are... like someone out of a um, Hergier uh, <laughs> well, cartoon. Well, apparently they're Ikea's own brand. Oh, so there you go. They That's are. That's what he says. A bit Nordic. Um, what did you say? What country did you just say? They are a bit Nordic. Yeah, what country did you say before that? Uh, can't remember. No, Hergé. No, the um, Belgium. Who, That's Belgium, Hergé. Is he? Yeah, Hergé's Belgian. Ah, it's all the same. It's all Nordic, it's all, is it? It's all fucking mainland Europe, isn't it? It's, it's Benelux. <laughs> Benelux. Um, <laughs> was he Belgian? I thought he was. Yeah, but it was all about Vikings, wasn't it? Her J is Tintin. No, all right. Who did? Yeah. Who the fuck did? You're talking about Asterisk, then? aren't you? Yeah, Asterisk. Yeah. Who did Asterisk? I can't remember. Do you want me to check? Asterisk. We'll just check. Cause otherwise, Herge's we'll get loads of emails about it. Asterisk. Asterisk. Uh... You know, my next question is going to be who did the Moomins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those weird kind of mainland Europe cartoons that were unlovable. Asterisk was French, but I can't. I can't. Really, I don't really know who who did it. But anyway, oh, who was it? Um, That's annoying. It doesn't matter. We'll get emails. Um, Tom McLaverty from don't send us emails from Australia (laughs) says uh, I was a bit scared about emailing him because I've been burnt by Luke before who was unhappy with an email to the football ramble don't listen to him Um, yeah don't worry don't take it too serious Um, this better be good though Uh, nevertheless I thought I'd quickly tell you about chest shapes a few weeks ago the two shapes you were talking (laughs) about isn't that a keen song (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a pulp song yeah um, we were talking about, um, were we not talking about pigeon chests and stuff? Yes, yes. So that's why. So Concave chests. The two shapes you were talking about on this podcast are called pectus excavatum. Uh, I mean, that's an excavatum. obvious. I mean, that's an obvious kind of like, I don't know Latin, but I could probably figure out what that looks like. It sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> uh, sternum is deep in the chest and pectus carinatum, sternum protrudes out. Right. Pectus excavatum can be associated with problems such as leaky heart valves and lung compression and is sometimes treated with magnets, vacuums and surgery. There are also conditions called barrel chest, silent tre- chest and the feared flail chest. Magnets, At least two, vacuums and surgery. Uh, At least two of which Pete could have had in his time. I, you've, got, <laughs> you've got a funny shaped chest but I wouldn't be able to diagnose it. What do you mean? I've got a normal shaped chest. I'm, quite, I'm quite booby. Pigeon. I, I, have not, I've, cons- I have not got a pigeon chest. <laughs> I've got boobies, if anything. So have I. I can build pectoral muscles like nobody's business. But the problem is, my nip nips are so pointy. <laughs> if someone could diagnose my. Like, I, you can. Right, I'm wearing two layers. You can still see my nipples through them. Yeah. You can see my nipples through a cardigan. How, many layers, how many layers do you have to wear to get, um, to get nipple hid, hidden? I, three. Three layers. And one of them <laughs> has to be a thick woolen, a woolen uh, mix. There's a Japanese uh, a Japanese product that uh, allows uh, men to cover their nipples. What fabrics would you nipples. would you say are best for for, for covering nipples? Tin foil is the only thing that would <laughs> work for me. I'm afraid that let's, is let's erotic. Do, let's do Mankata. Let there be justice for all. Let there be peace for all. You don't understand. Willie was a salesman. Say simply. Very simply, with hope. Good morning. Good morning! 
Good right. morning. Good morning, yeah. Uh, just a really quick one to finish off, to be honest. Uh, Andreas Sanchez uh, got in touch. Uh, but by way of uh, extension this week's back and forth about that glorious French expression, l'esprit d'escalier, which I absolutely murdered. I remember the d'escalier bit, but I couldn't remember l'esprit. I think I said d'esprit. Oh, yeah, self-destructive thoughts or something. Uh, things you think about on the um, on the stairwell later on. Oh, okay, like right. a comeback. So we got, I got, oh, I should have said that. We got an email from Andres Sanchez about um, about destructive thoughts. Did you hear about that? Yeah, just yeah. When what the l'appel du vide? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to put in. in oh, okay, cool. So you know, that's what we're doing now. I've jumped the gun. There, you jumped I? the gun. Yeah, which kind of fits in with what we're going to talk about. Uh, I thought I might offer the uh, following to Men Carter for this week. Did you know, Luke? You did because you read the email. I saw it. L'appel du vide is when you have a self-destructive thought for a split second, like swerving your car into oncoming traffic or imagining yourself jumping when you're standing at the edge of a cliff, even though you'd never really do it. The uh, the phrase literally translates as the call of the void, which I think is stunning. L'appel du vide. It's amazing that that there is a phrase for that, and and the French are very good at um, at sort of summing that up, aren't they? They're very, very sort of witty, succinct. Sort of succinct phrase. And we don't really do that very well in English, no. I don't think. But that, that is interesting. And I think everyone can, can relate to that. Well, it's like what I was talking about early on. If I ever use a scalpel for anything, I always think about jamming it in my eye and think, that would ruin my life. Disrespectful, given what's happened to my finger this week. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it with a pairer. A pairing knife. A pairer. Maybe a pairing knife is just to cut up pears. You can only use it for pears. It's spelled differently there, so the joke's on you. Well, the joke's on you because there's a Netflix TV show about a woman who stabs a man with a pear knife. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Well, the joke's not on you, but yeah. I like to think it is. Shall we get out of here? Uh, get, drop us an email. Drop us a Christmas email if you fancy. Show at the foot. No, what are we talking about? <laughs> I've, done what a, I've, show done, we? I've done a you. What show are we doing? Absolute radio. Very rare. That, uh, a rare slip from the uh, youngster. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm more professional on emails than you normally. You've done it on the continent that's today annoying. as well. I'm surprised you didn't do that. I oh, know. Uh, where are we? Um, hello at lukeandpeatshow.com. No, I think you're fine. What? <laughs> yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com for all your emails yeah. and uh, interesting things you've come across. Christmas themed ones are always welcome because, yeah. um, because you know, it's nearly Christmas, obviously. Do they know it's Christmas time, though? AbsoluteRadio.co.uk forward slash Kenya. Oh, yeah. And don't forget that as well. Very, Kick very in a important. couple of shekels if you would. It's unlikely to talk about your charity work, Pete, as well. So Because I never really do any, that's <laughs> why. <laughs> right, right, let's, let's go. go. Bye. championship season is over and what a season it was but the best is yet to come it's the playoffs who will make it to the premier league and who will be left heartbroken at wembley stay across it all with the second tier we're bringing you episodes after every leg and in between we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history it's real conversation with two real championship obsessives so you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs and share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search Second Tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe.